out to me. I'm so proud of our Jamaicans. We had 23 people that went. I'm believing next year we're going to have at least 50. Amen. Amen. Hold your Bibles up. Say, this is God's word. This is God's word. Not Pastor Eben's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly confess that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this time that we have to fellowship around your word. We thank you for the anointing of God to teach your people your word. We thank you, Father, for open hearts, ears, and minds to receive the incorruptible word that is able to change our lives for the better. And so, Lord, I thank you that I have already decreased, and I thank you for your anointing to teach your people in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. It's almost full in here. That's kind of different, isn't it? That means we have almost 800 to 900 people total in our church. I just want you all. This is good. Now, see, normally on a family Sunday, we may not always be able to do it if we continue in this location, but we can where I'm believing for. Amen? Amen. Amen. Today's lesson is focused on what to do to discover your harvest after you have sown your seed. You will never find what you're not looking for. And the main objective today is to help you see the different ways in which your harvest may manifest. You will be given spiritual as well as practical ways in which you can discover your increase. So today's lesson title is Discovering Your Harvest. Everybody say Discovering your harvest. Now we've been talking about five major points on how to harvest your increase from seed that is sown. And for those of you who are visiting, the reason I'm going over this is because so many times we hear that we're supposed to give, but so many times we never hear how to receive back from God after we've given. And so that's the purpose of the series that we're focusing on here. And so the first point that we labored on a couple of Sundays was expect. Everybody say expect. And this is an understanding that you have a justifiable right to expect a harvest after sowing your seed. Then our second one was, is to examine. Everybody say examine. And examine is, this is, it helps you understand what to look for because the harvest from a seed can come in several ways. And so this morning, that's going to be my focus. Everybody say examine. examine. All right. And this is going to help you again. Understand that your harvest can come from several different directions and in several different ways. Now, I want you to go over now to the book of, uh, go back to Genesis. This is where we started our whole series. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Genesis, I think it's 8:22. I'm doing it by memory here. Yes, Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. And this is the foundational text that we're using for our teaching. It says, while the earth remains, is the earth still here? Praise the Lord, it is. What's the next word in the verse? Say it again. Seed time. Then what? And harvest. So I can expect a harvest after there has been some seed and some time. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now, I looked up, since we're looking at the word examine, 
I looked it up in just the regular dictionary, and it means to inspect or scrutinize carefully. It also means to examine a prospective purchase, to observe, to test, to investigate, and to put in question regards to knowledge or facts. Okay, now go over to Psalms 26. Let me show you this word examine in a biblical context. Psalm 26, and let's look in verse 2. Psalm 26, look in verse 2. If you're there, say, I'm there. If, you don't, if you're not there, say, please wait. All right, we have some please waits in the house. Psalm 26, verse 2. Watch this now. This is so good. What's the first word in that verse, class? Examine. Examine. Now, this is David talking. He says, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. For thy loving kindness is before my eyes, and I have walked in your truth. So that word examine there, it means also to investigate, to examine, and to prove. And so when we're talking about a harvest, before you can receive one, you got to examine it to make sure that's what you sold. Because if a harvest comes to me and it don't look like what I sold, I don't want it. And what I mean by that? If, 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 uh, if you're single and you believe in God for a man of God and you meet this guy and he's not saved, that is not your harvest. I got one back, good black, you know, hand clap way back in the back, back there. If you married and somebody tries to hit on you other than your wife, that's not your harvest. Got one little faint hand clap right here in the front. <laughs> Go to Malachi chapter three, and then I'm going to jump into the lesson. I'm just trying to lay the foundation of you got to examine your harvest. And to examine means you got to investigate. That means you got to start looking. So now what I'm trying to get you to do is having expectations to start looking for what you want God to do for you. Amen. Malachi chapter 3. Now, this is interesting. This word examine comes up in a different English word way, but it's the same word examine in the Greek that we just read over in Psalms. Watch this now. It says in verse, uh, we're looking at verse 10. It says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. And what? Prove. Everybody say prove. 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 That word prove is examine. Watch what he's saying. He says, after you have brought your tithe and offering into the storehouse, God says, examine me now. He says, I need you to investigate me to make sure that I'm going to do what I told you I would. And that's the problem with some people. They have works behind their faith, but they don't have faith with their works. See, faith just means I'm believing that God's going to do his part. Okay, so watch this now. Go over now to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians 9. This is the foundational text for our whole year theme. 2 Corinthians 9. We're believing God that we're going to have in 2009, in spite of the economy, we're going to have a year of all sufficiency in all things. Amen. That means I'm not going to lack nothing. Right. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 9. And here's the point I want you to write down. Your harvest can come in different forms. But if we're not looking for those forms, we will not see them. Second Corinthians 9. Here's the focus verse, verse 8. In verse 6, it talks about giving. And then in verse 8, he says, after we've given, God is able to make all what? Grace. Grace. 
abound toward who? Toward me, toward you. That you always, someone say always, having all sufficiency, say all sufficiency, in how many things? In all things. That means I should not have any lack in my life. Now, some people are lacking because they don't understand how to see a harvest. Let me show you this. He said that we may abound in every good work. Now, I'm going to read that verse in the Amplified. It says, remember this. He who sows sparingly, I started in verse 6, and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously that blessings may come to someone will also reap generously and with blessing. Verse 7. Let each one give as he made up in his own mind and purpose in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God loves, he takes pleasure in, prizes above all other things, and is unwilling to abandon or do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver whose heart is in his giving. Verse 8. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing Come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstance and under whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Look in verse 9. As it is written, he, the benevolent person, scatters abroad. He gives to the poor. His deeds of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence will go on and endure forever. And God, who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating, will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which manifests itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. Listen to the last verse. Thus... You will be enriched in all things and in every way so that you can be generous and your generosity as it is administered by us will bring forth thanksgiving to God. Isn't that awesome? Now, let me show you something. When he said in verse 8, because here's my focus, that God will cause all grace to abound towards you. People don't understand that the biblical definition for the word grace Don't just mean unmerited favor, but it also means grace or favor for God to use people to bless you. Now, I want you to do this. Go over now to, uh, let me give you the, the ways in which now a harvest can come. These are just four major ways that a harvest can manifest itself. Number one, a harvest can manifest itself through favor. Everybody say favor. I'm going to focus on that one this morning. Then we said through finances. Say through finances. And this is where your harvest comes through God, blessing you with over and above financial blessing and or resources from seeds you have sown. And that's why I read 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 through 11. Also, uh, God can bless you with the harvest through fixing. Everybody say through fixing. You say, fixing, pastor? Well, listen to this now. This is where your harvest is released by you using your God-given talents, abilities, your calling, or ideas to fix a problem that helps others and produces blessing for your life. In other words, I'm saying a harvest can come, it can come by you fixing a problem. And problems can be fixed by what you specialize in. So I may be called to be a pastor. You may be called to be a realtor. But you got to see that if that is your call, God is going to use that call to cause you to be a blessing to someone. And when you become a blessing to someone, guess what's going to happen? A harvest is going to come your way. 
So don't despise what you do. Just be good at it. Because everybody's gifts are different. Now, Proverbs, you don't have to turn there. Proverbs 18, 16 says, a man's gift will make room for him and bring him before great men. In other words, your gifting, your calling, your talent, your ability, it will cause God to cause you to be in front of big people. Now, see, big people have opportunities and power to make big decisions about you. And so here's what I'm trying to get you to see. A harvest can come through you fixing a problem. I remember everybody said years ago. I remember years ago when I was in the corporate arena and I was on the sales side. And I had a customer, you have to understand, I was brand new in the company. I hadn't even gone to training yet. But they wanted me to get out in the field and just meet some customers. And unfortunately, some of the customers I met, was un- they, uh, they were uh, really not happy with the company. Because they had some billing issues. And the last representative didn't want to fix the billing issues. So they just avoided the customer. So unfortunately, some of those customers just stopped doing business with the company. Well, I don't know all that. I just stumbled into a location and they had a billing problem and they weren't happy about it. Even though I didn't create it, I represented the company. So it was my job as the representative of the company to fix that problem for them. And so guess what? I jumped in it with both feet and I started fixing their billing problem. Watch this now. Not knowing because here's my point. Your harvest can come through you fixing something. And so it took a lot of work, but I fixed their billing problem. And this company was a huge, uh, what they did, they distributed to different stores, uh, different, you know, stuff like uh, computers. And they were uh, people like, uh, they were distributors for uh, people like Circuit City and all these big computer people. And what happened is they needed, uh, they were going to miss a deadline and they needed to get some computers to a major store. And they could not use their regular distribution method, which was going by truck. How many know that shipping big computer boxes overnight cost a lot of money? Well, how many know, they asked me, is it possible for them to use, I used to work for Airborne Express, which was now, is now DHL, overnight company. They asked me, could we ship like some computers overnight? I was like, okay, how many computers were we talking about? I don't know, like five, ten thousand. Let me tell you something. I went in with this order. You have to understand this order was worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. I made as a sales representative twenty thousand just on that order right there. I'm talking about as a commission. I took home twenty thousand dollars just from that commission. But watch this though. We had to we had to go up high all the way to the top and ask for two planes just for them. But I fixed the problem, and when I did, harvest came my way. And when you fix a problem, harvest will come your way. And you can't fix a problem with an attitude. I've been around people, and they're at work, but they're not happy to be at work. How many run across those people? Okay, if you didn't raise your hand, you are one of those people. (laughs) I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. Go to Ephesians chapter 4 very quickly. I'm, on, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm trying not to stay on this. Ephesians chapter 4. But so many times we sow a seed and we don't know what to do after we, we sow it. And I'm telling you, start fixing some problems. 
one of the members came up to me uh, last Sunday, and, and when they gave, they gave so that God would show them their purpose. And God began to open up doors and showing them. And watch this. I mean, God blessed them to get a company that somebody had started since in 1973 and just gave it to them. And set them and gave all the paperwork and everything to make this thing happen for them. Amen. Their, their harvest came in the seed that they expected, which was their purpose to be revealed. Ephesians chapter 4, look in verse 7. Watch this now. Are you there? Say, I'm there. All right, we're talking about through fixing something. According as he, where am I? I'm in the wrong chapter. All right, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. But unto every one of us is given, what's that word? Grace Grace or favor according to the measure of, of the gift of Christ. Now, I like that in the Amplified. This is what it says. Yet grace, God's unmerited favor, was given to each of us individually, not indiscriminately, but in different ways in proportion to the measure of Christ's rich and bounteous gift. In other words, God has given through Christ every one of us a gift, an ability, a talent to do something. And most of the time it's going to fix a problem. For God so loved the world that he what? He gave, but he gave because he fixed the problem. The problem was called sin. So look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, what problem are you fixing? And see, I believe God's going to give some of you all. The Bible says that God will give you witty inventions. He'll give you ideas. And so don't let that idea just die if you've sown a seed. Because that may be your harvest to fix a problem. Amen. All right. See, we see that plumbers, they get paid because they what? They fix a problem. They get that poop up out of your system. (laughs) Here's the last one I want to look at because I'm going to focus on favor. I got 15 minutes to do it. Sometimes our harvest will come through faithfulness. Everybody say faithfulness. Now go to Luke chapter 16. Luke Luke 16. I'm going to go back over this real quick so you can make sure that I, I can make sure you're following. Luke chapter 16. And here's what I want you to do. There are four ways, major ways that harvest will come. One of them is through favor. One of them is through finances. One of them is through fixing something. And this one is through faithfulness. Now, I'm going to focus on favor, but I want you to look at this one on faithfulness. Luke chapter 16, look in verse 10. Are you there? Say, I'm there. Watch this. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in what? How much? In much. And he that is unjust in the least is also unjust in the much. Watch verse 11. If therefore we have not been faithful in the unrighteous money, who will commit to your trust true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is what? Your own. So watch this now. That says that faithfulness can cause me to have my own. So never despise working for somebody else. Because you're really not working for them. You're working for you. The paycheck don't come in their name. It comes in your name. So really, technically, to be honest with you, from a biblical perspective, you are an entrepreneur. Whether you work for a company or not, you are an entrepreneur. Because guess what? It is your faithfulness that causes God to bring more into your life. And notice he says here, when I'm faithful to another man's, God will give me my own. So I want you to write this down as a point. Faithfulness qualifies us for a larger harvest. 
faithfulness qualifies us for a larger harvest. Why do I say that? He said, if you're faithful over little, God will cause you to be faithful over what? Much. So you have to start with where you are. Go to Ephesians. Now, I should have told you to keep your hand there. Go to Ephesians real quick. Let me show you this one. Your faithfulness to help others will cause God to return the blessing to you. Galatians chapter, I mean, uh, Ephesians chapter 6. Watch this now. Let me, let me show you my point. You can write this down if you want to. Your faithfulness to help others will cause God to return blessings to you. So, look in Ephesians chapter 6, look in verse 8. It says, knowing that whatsoever good, good thing any man does, the same shall he receive from who? So if I'm faithful in doing something for others, God will cause things to be done to me. And it may not necessarily come from the person that I'm helping. And so if you're waiting to get from the person who you're giving to or being faithful to, if you're waiting to get it from them, you may be missing your harvest. And I'm telling you right now, some of you all, you are fearful and you are not even looking for another job. Like, well, I ain't moving. I'm staying right here. I'm staying right here because I don't want to, I don't want to go and get another job. And then that's it. I don't know this. Let me just say this. Your harvest might be at the other job. Amen. 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 Now let's look at favor real quick. This is so good. I'm so excited about this one. Now what is favor? I'm going to use my pastor's definition for favor. Favor is the willingness of others to use their power, their ability, and their influence to help you. That's what it is. I'll say it again. Favor is the willingness of others to use their power, their ability, and their influence to help you. And that's what, remember it says that God will cause all grace to abound toward you. He's saying God is going to cause favor to come toward you. And favor is God using his power to get people to help you. You say, Pastor, I don't believe that. I know you wouldn't believe me on the first try. That's why I'm going to give you some scripture to support myself. But let me give you a, uh, the dictionary definition of favor. It means excessive kindness. It means per- per- preferential treatment. It means to be approved or held in high regards. I'm going to say it again. Favor in the dictionary means excessive kindness. See, I can't expect to reap excessive kindness if I'm not giving it. But see, guess what? Favor is going to abound toward me and God's going to use people to show excessive kindness and preferential treatment. I expect them to take me from the back all the way to the front and just speak to everybody on my way up. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? See, some of y'all just feel bad if they just take you from the back to the front. You shouldn't feel bad. That's your harvest. That's favor. Now go to Genesis. Uh, Now go to Luke chapter two. Go to Luke chapter two. Let me show you this real quick. Favor comes through two main channels. Luke chapter 2. Look in verse 52. Favor comes through two channels. Say this with me. Say favor. Favor. Comes through two channels. Okay. I'm going to tell you what the channels are and then I'm going to show you scripturally. They come through two main channels. God and man. Now Luke chapter 2. Look at verse 52. I'm talking and didn't find mine. All right. Look in Luke chapter 2. Look in verse 52. Watch this now. Read it with me. 
And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Where does favor come from? And who else? Say it again. One more time. See why you have to treat man right? You can just treat God right all you want to, but if you're treating everybody down here bad, you're not going to get the favor that man has. Amen. Watch this. Let me show you another verse. Go to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs 3. Favor comes through two ways. It comes through God and it comes through man. Proverbs chapter 3. Look in verse 3. All right. It says, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them upon the table of your heart. Watch this now. So shall you find what? Favor and good understanding in the sight of who? In the sight of who? In the sight of God and man. Now notice the condition is listed in verse 3. He says, let not mercy and truth forsake you. So there are, listen, there are five ways favor can come to me. This is how you activate favor. Everybody say activate. See, I'm now t- I told you what favor was. I told you the different ways in which a harvest can come. And now I'm saying a harvest can come through favor. Now I'm about to give you how to trigger now that favor. And one of them is through, what, watch this now, just write this down, acting on the word. All of them are going to start with A's. Acting on the word. Because notice here in verse 3, as long as I flow in mercy and in truth, favor is going to come from God and man. Now, you may say, well, Pastor, what is mercy and the truth? I'm glad you asked me. Mercy means to show kindness. Some of y'all just too mean. Now, let me tell you what the dictionary says about the word mercy. It means compassionate or kindly forbearance shown toward an offender, an enemy, or another person. It means compassion, pity, or benevolence. It means to pardon someone. Let me tell you what my definition of mercy is. Withholding punishment when punishment is due, but rather show kindness. In other words, you have the right to be mad, but you choose now to show kindness. I'm just trying to show you how to get in position to cause favor to come from God and man. It comes through showing mercy or kindness. Then he also says, mercy and truth. Well, we know what truth is, right? Truth is just doing the right thing. So when I do the right thing and then I show kindness towards people that I'm not supposed to show kindness towards. See, some of you all have people in your life. They won't let you show kindness because if they do, they're going to get mad at you now. You say, well, what do you mean by that? You know how you can have a girlfriend and another one of y'all, you know, y'all running a pack. And one of the girlfriends says something about you. And you told the other girlfriends that, that she said this because somebody else told you that. And so you go to that girlfriend and you tell the girlfriend who didn't say that. You say, I, I can't believe you know so-and-so said this about me. And so now that girl gets offended with you. So now you and that other girl, you talk, you talk to her about it and y'all straighten it out. But you don't go tell that girl. So now, watch this now. 
you start treating her all nice again, you know what's going to happen? She's going to be upset with you. And so you got you to gotta be willing to make sure that you walk in mercy, kindness. Because kindness triggers favor. Do you see that? Okay. Now, favor is also triggered through acknowledging. Everybody say acknowledging. Now, go to Genesis very quickly. Genesis 39. Well, go to Exodus. We'll, I'm going to give you that one. Genesis 39, 21. Just write that down. And then let's go to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. Favor is triggered through acknowledging. See, I want you to see here that you don't have to uh, brown nose to get favor. You don't have to brown nose. You need to God knows. Now, kids, y'all may not know that, what that is. Ask your parents on the way home. Mama, what is brown nose? Watch this. Some of y'all don't want to tell your, your, your kids what it is because you're doing it. They're going to be Mama, ain't that what you're doing? <laughs> I'm just messing with you this morning. Watch this now. Exodus chapter 3. Watch verse 21. This is talking about God. He says, and I, this is God talking. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall come to pass that when you go, you will not go empty-handed. In other, go, in other words, they were getting ready to leave Egypt. And God said, I will give the, my people favor with the Egyptians. So we have to acknowledge that favor starts with God. Let's look at another one real quick. If, uh, Exodus, let's look at now chapter 12. Go to tw- chapter 12. Look at verse now 36. Exodus 12, 36. It says, let's look at verse 35. And the children, of, the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they did borrow of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. Watch verse 36. And the Lord God did what? He did what? He gave the people what? Favor in the what? In the sight of the Egyptians so that they lent unto them such things as they required and they spoiled the Egyptians. In other words, favor starts with acknowledging that God has all you need. But you can't just walk around so heavenly minded you are no earthly good. In other words, you can't say, well, God, I love you. And then you're just cussing out everybody down here. Here's another way to trigger favor. Through association. Everybody say through association. Go to Genesis now, chapter 30. Association. Genesis 30, 27. You can get favor just by who you associate with. Have you ever been with somebody and they knew somebody and you were standing in line to go into this expensive restaurant or in some of y'all's cases a club? And since you were a frequent club goer, they knew you. Oh, you come on in. Oh, she with me. Oh, well, you come on too. And so you got favor to get in the club. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, did you go out last night? He's on your trail right now. I have seen favor because of who I was with. And that's how favor can come. Watch this now. Where did I tell you to go? Genesis what? 
chapter 30, look in verse 27. Watch this now. It says, wherefore did you flee away? Am I in the right one? No. Genesis what? 30, 27. All right. I'm getting my bifocal contacts back this week. I do have some. 30, 27. Watch this. And Laban said unto him, talking about Jacob, I pray you, Jacob, if I have found favor in your eyes, stay or tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me because of you. And when you associate with people who have favor on their life, favor will come on your life. And that's why I try to get some of y'all, y'all need to kick some of the chickens to the curb because y'all need to be flying with some eagles. See, eagles are big birds. They don't have to worry about worms. Eagles don't eat worms only. Eagles can eat other birds. They can swap a chicken up off the ground and just eat it. And some of y'all hanging out with some chickens. You have no faith if you hang out with a chicken. In order to have eagles faith, you got to hang out with some eagles. To do big things, you got to hang around big people. So when God promotes you from being now in the warehouse, that's fine. But don't, don't feel so bad that you can't go, you know, you're just like, well, if I stop having lunch with my warehouse friends, then they're going to get mad at me. Well, God promoted you from the warehouse. Get some more friends. Amen. Here's the last one I'm going to give you. Favor is triggered through anticipating. Now go to Psalm, and this is our last verse, Psalm. Go to Psalm 102. Psalm 102, and you can write down verse 13. Psalm 102, 13. Now here's the one that I wanted to close on right here. Because you can't get what you don't expect. Everybody say anticipation. Anticipation triggers favor. See, when that, when, 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 okay, let me just show y'all in the natural so y'all can understand, Pastor. Remember, we had our giving day, right? Last year, we had a local church. Pastor McKissick came and he gave us 5,000. Y'all remember that? So now, you know what that did for my expectation? I was like, well, God, I thank you for any church giving to us. So this year, guess who gave to us? Pastor James, when he came and preached, he gave us 5,000. And then as my wife stated earlier, we had a gateway to do that. And so I'm now, my anticipation for favor is not just the people I know. It's also the people who God knows. Because he knows more people than you do. Amen. Watch this, anticipation. Psalm 102, verse 13. This is one of those, I'm going to slap you upside the head verses. In a nice way. Got a glove on. It says, thou shall arise and have mercy upon Zion. Now Zion, let me just say this to you. Look up real quick. Zion is just a representation of the church. And if you are part of the body of Christ, you are part of the church. So really Zion is talking about us. But watch what he says about Zion. He says, for the time to favor her, yes, the set time has come. It is not going to come. It used to be. He's saying favor, but the time for it is right now. 
And I'm telling you, Word of Truth Family Church, God is saying to you right now, the favor of God for your life is right now. It's not tomorrow. It was like, that wasn't last year. It's for right now. Say, well, Pastor, look at the economy. That's why you need to acknowledge that God is the God of favor. Amen. So I listen, anticipate God triggering favor. I gave you five of them. What was the first one I gave you? Let me tell you. Acknowledging. Everybody say acknowledging. Now, there is one more. It's asking. Can I give you that one? Go to uh, Nehemiah. We'll close with this one. Nehemiah chapter 2. Now, Nehemiah, you're going to find it. If you can't find it, go to your index. Uh, It's one of those uh, books in the Bible. Close to Ezra. Some of those names you don't, you know, name your kids in 2009. Please don't do that. I mean, you can name them a biblical name, but, you know, don't, don't name them Shadrach. Don't do that. I know it's a great name in the Bible. But Shadrach don't match 2009. Kids ain't going to call them Shadrach. They're going to call them a Shack and Rat. Watch this now. Nehemiah. Chapter 2, sometimes favor is, a, is triggered when you ask. Nehemiah chapter 2, look in verse 5. This is the last one, I promise you. Jesus, Lord, help me. And I said, and this is Nehemiah, he says, And I said unto the king, If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, that you will send me to Judah unto the city of my fathers that I may build it. And the king said unto me and the queen also sitting with him. For how long will you be on your journey? And when shall you return? So it pleased the king to send me. Well, the only reason the king sent him is because he asked. Now watch this now. Because when your favor is rolling, you got to keep going. Look at verse 7. Moreover, I said unto the king, if it pleases the king, let the letters be given to me, to the governors beyond the rivers, that they may convey me over till I come to Judah. And let a letter unto Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make me beam for the gates. In other words, this man said, listen, do me whatever I'm asking you for, give it to me. Because favor is triggered when you ask. Some of you all, you haven't had a promotion in a long time. Go ask for it. Just walk into your, just walk in there and say, how you doing, boss? How you doing, boss? Hi. Hey, how you doing? Everything good? Yes, 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 yes. Boy, that's a good suit you got on this morning, boss. I was wondering something, boss. Can I ask you something? Sure. Good, 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 good. You know I'm trusting God for something. You know that, don't you? If you don't know that, I am trusting God for something. You know what? I need a promotion, boss. Can I have one? Oh, he said, yeah. Don't, say no. Say no. 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 Okay. Boss, what do I need to do to get one? See what I'm saying? Now he's obligated to tell you what you got to do to get a promotion. So sometimes favor is triggered when you go ask somebody. And boy, this semi-situation I'm working on right now, I've been asking. And some of it is crazy. My broker was like, I don't know how I can do that. I mean, I don't know if they're going to do that. And we get right in that meeting. They people say, oh, we'll do that. I say, of course you're going to do it. Because the Lord has favor on me right now. The Lord has favor on what the truth right now. 
because we can have whatever we ask because we can just activate it anytime we get ready. Did you get somebody this morning's lesson? Give the Lord a hand if you would. Maybe you're here this morning with every head.